Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, as well as Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. Welcome to another presentation of Impacting Jamaica, boosting a nation, an opportunity to hear from Jamaican diaspora on the many acts of kindness impacting people and communities across Jamaica. My guests on this occasion are executive members of the Friends of Port Maria New York chapter. I am particularly pleased to welcome Lorna Fairweather, Chairperson, Public Relations and Membership, Dawn Silvera, she's a floor member, all right, Dileen Tate, Witter, Secretary, and Angela Cummings, who is the treasurer, one of the very important ladies of the organization. Ladies, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Good. So the Friends of Port Maria, New York chapter, uh, celebrating almost well, a full 25 years of existence. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We are 25, just about going on to 26 since COVID at one, one year and more out of our timetable. But yes, um, yes, with support from membership and engage few, but engage members, we have been there for 25 years. And, and it's, it's 25 uh action-filled, program-filled, project-filled years based on your organization. And what I like about the brief that I went through was that you, you're not only focused on the, the small confines of the Port Maria Primary School, but, but, but you seem, your mission, if I may say, is a very ambitious one that it, it encompasses more than just the school community, but the entire Port Maria community. Share those uh, pointers and share that vision with us, please. Our mission indeed is to assist in the overall development of Port Maria and its surroundings, as well as to improve the quality of life. And if anyone knows the geographic area, Port Maria, is surrounded by a number of small communities. You have Mason Hall, you have Jackson, you have Sunside. And so it's not just the two mile, three mile perimeter of Port Maria, but it's a little wider uh, community, two, yeah. three miles here and there in the hills mm -hmm. um, that we've expanded. And, you know, Angela and I have been here from day one and so I'll certainly love for her to chime in on that point as well. Well, thank you, Ms. Fairweather. <laughs> Always want me to chime in. Um, but <laughs> I, I want to, to um, I guess, let everyone know and remind Ms. Fairweather that when we first met, um, the name Friends of Port Maria was carefully thought of because we didn't want to be just called 
you know, does anything. We wanted to make sure that we encompass, as the mission said, the entire community and others. We also knew that there are people who may have come from other parts of um, the area, not necessarily in Port Maria, and we didn't want to leave them out. So we became friends of Port Maria. And so that's how we started. I also mentioned in, in my thing about Friends of Port Maria that everyone who all the core committee members all attended Port Maria Primary School. So that was our heart. We really wanted to really yes. do something for the school because we were a part of, we grew up, we, 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 we learned from the school but we didn't want to limit it to the school. So yes, um, it, hence Friends of Port Maria and, and why we did so much for the school was because we have a heart for um, education and the children. Very well. And, and when we look at that too, as Angela said, we went back and forth. Should we put more emphasis on health or education? And in that discussion 20 something years ago, we agree that it is much more important to uh, work with our youngsters. And so we chose to work um, more directly with the schools. And over the years we've worked primarily, the main one is Port Maria Primary, but we've worked with Port Maria Infant, Mason Hall uh, Primary and Infant, Jackson Primary, Trinity Primary, and what else? Hampstead, we did a little bit with Hampstead. And then we also touched on the um, early childhood program. There are about 13 schools in, in and around the area that we um, gave a one-time gift to, and we'll certainly be revisiting that in the near future. Mm -hmm. COVID, um, yeah. So to help create an environment where a satisfactory level of education, economical and healthcare opportunities are available to all in the Port Maria area. Um, uh, and so even, even coming right pre to present where um, uh, so much has been happening on the educational front you know how has um the, the friends of port maria um uh, been helping in that regard as a matter of fact for let's start for this year and sort of go back a little bit mm -hmm. um even covid intervening but we were able to purchase um 18 tablets and six computers and distribute them uh, two computer and six tablets to the Port Maria Primary School, and then Port Maria Infant, Trinity, Jackson, and Masonal Primary, uh, much smaller institutions. They all receive one tablet with three, I'm sorry, one computer with three tablets. Mm -hmm. And just to share, I remember talking with the principal at Masonal, and she said, you know, they had allotted the tablets, but the government then gave them a charge that they needed to um, do a certain assessment with the children coming on to the end of the semester. Guess what? She had to bring those instruments back into the school and then all the students utilize them in the school in order to maximize and meet their um, obligations. So they're so creative in how they use the limited resources. 
but mm -hmm. it's, it's very evident that every school, uh, there are children who don't have computers 24 seven um, in this online process of education. So we did, we did that in terms of um, giving. And then additionally, we've been able to give um, for the top girl, top boy, <laughs> right? Second girl, second boy awards for their excellence in education. And we were able to make presentations this August, which is something we've done for approximately five, six years now. With each year, the purse has grown a bit. And, and when you say top boy, top girl, as, as I would want to understand it in the educational scheme of things, it's tops in academics for that. Top in academics. So yes, the salutatorian mm -hmm. and the valedictorian. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, when they move on to another school, um, yes. is there... Is there uh, support that, that follows? A continuation. We have not begun that process yet. We've really been staying sort of supporting them as they're in the primary arena. Yeah. Right. Um, hoping that some of our high schools will pick up on that. But um, I'm pleased to say off the top of my head, our top girl went on to Westwood and we've had a few of them gone on to Westwood. So um, the students are doing fantastically well. Angela, as someone who uh, handles and holds the purse strings, uh, uh, how does that impact uh, events and activities within the organization? Someone who handles the purse string, <laughs> we could always use more. Um, yes, uh, well, you know, primarily we we do fundraisers. So we are trying to raise as many as much funds as we can and then be able to distribute. So we were happy that uh, we could do as much as honor the top girl and top boy. This year, as Lona said, was the first time we, um, we expanded it to, to add some more. But in the past, we were not able to do so. And, um, you know, we see where fundraising is very important. Without the funds, we're not able to do as much. Um, I, we try to do fundraisers throughout the year. Um, we get ourselves involved. As Lona said, COVID unfortunately did hamper um, us for a couple of years. So what we've done with just, and, and I guess I like to say it's a blessing, I guess we didn't even think of it, but for two years without having any um, of our, one of our main fundraising idea, we were able to give more money than we did before. So, um, so that's, that's really good. But we, we see the need to continually um, do some fundraising and the, the generosity of our past members, past friends, giving money, um, we see where that is also important. So one thing that we would like to do even more is to reach out to some of those type of giving. Please give towards um, the top boy, top boy, give towards our scholarship, stuff like that, that would really impact the um the the our presence in Port Maria and its students of Port Maria primaries. I want to take yeah. the opportunity to add in our one of our critical fundraising um, partnership is working with an organization and we are members of that, which is the Union of Jamaican and Alumni Associations, otherwise known as UJA. Um, Yuja will be 31 years, um, <laughs> 31 years, but our partnership with Yuja has really helped us to um, 
raise additional funds, especially during the COVID time. And that partnership enables us then to meet our goal, or at least some of our objectives in securing the um, tablets and laptops and awards to the students, et cetera. So we certainly want to share that, that um, partnership. I noticed the Angela, Lorna, uh, Dawn, I noticed that um, you partnered with uh, community residents in Port Maria and were able to distribute two dozen holiday baskets to very needy families during the holiday period. Um, you want to sh share share that 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 project and how it all went? We we have a group um, in Port Maria that's called Port Maria Primary Port Maria Chapter mm. of individuals um, still mm -hmm. hanging in there, so that um, they have over the years identified. Um, some of the activities beyond the school, um, beyond the health sector, and one they underscored were a number of our residents who were economically challenged. And so they are tasked with identifying those individuals. Um, we provide the funding and then they would secure the items and provide the baskets with a physical basket that um, one lady in particular said, are you gonna leave the basket with me? <laughs> it said, yes, it is yours. It is yours along with the contents. And so okay. the team from Port Maria has been um, doing that. Dawn? I think that's very critical in what helps us as friends of Port Maria is the fact that we have a, a mirrored organization in Port Maria doing the same thing and we work together to ensure that um, the work in Port Mary is being done. So they came up with the idea to assist um, people of need because you know there are eyes and ears down there we don't know what's really going on. So it was really nice and I think every year it's done it's well received because it is um, you know Christmas everybody loves to get gifts so of course yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I know Don wanted to chime in here. Yes, go ahead, Don. I just wanted to add on to the giving away the the, um, the basket. Once, once I remember that we also gave to the infirmary bags, very nice bags, personal items, care items, multiple bags too. Um, I guess all the uh, I'm not sure of the number of inmates, but they were all able to get something, you know, a toothpaste, a brush, soaps, uh, rags, multiple personal items. We did that also. Uh, I think it was a couple times. Uh, or just a, a year. We didn't get to do it last year, the other year, but we did. And also adding to the infirmary, um, COVID has, has put so many challenges on us that um, they're really redefining sometimes our, our giving process. Because what we've, we've done this summer in particular, we've done it in the past, but more so this summer, is we were able to bring fruits to the infirmary. We brought mm -hmm. mangoes, we brought apples, um, where we had excess we were able to literally take um, a, a bag with more than a hundred and they have, I think about a little over a hundred. So we, um, we give in, in so many different ways. 
25 years and counting uh, COVID notwithstanding, you've been able to forge ahead and maintain a lot of the programs that you do. And of course, no doubt drawing uh, kudos and commendations from not just the school community, but those in and around uh, Port Maria. Um, let's talk quickly at um, now uh, towards fulfilling your mission. What are some of the partnerships that you have built along the way? In terms of some of our partnerships, UJA is certainly one of our, um, as a member under a large umbrella organization that has been a critical partnership. We have been around 25 years and we've been a member working with UJA over that period. And UJA, to remind um, our audience, is Union of Jamaican and Alumni Associations. It's based in New York. And if folks are interested, it's ujausa.org. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel, so they could certainly do that. Friends of Port Maria, our site is under reconstruction. And we talk about a partnership. We have three young persons who have uh, gently said to us that our technology needs to be updated. <laughs> <laughs> And in kind, so doing, kind, they have stepped kind, forward. Kind-heartedly. Yes, in a very <laughs> kind way. And so we have um, a young lady, Miss Sahira Johnson, um, Nathaniel Fairweather Lewis, who is my son, <laughs> and Fred Lynn Jean, who is Guileen's daughter, um, forging ahead to update us. But additionally, um, those are some of the vehicles that we've used. Other partners include working with Preston Hill Alumni Association, that's a group um, based in St. Mary, just a few miles outside of the capital, Port Maria. They had an association, had a school, however, due to the dwindling school population, the school was closed, but they have then uh, expanded their efforts community-wide. So they do scholarships, et cetera, for students. And they work with us in raising funds and moving forward. We have certainly had active partnerships with the leaders of the various schools. Um, Port Mara Primer in particular, we have worked with over the 25 years, I think about four or five principals along the way and their senior team. And that certainly has made it easier um, because in the past when we submitted items, um, we used to send it directly to individuals from our membership chapter here, Friends of Port Maria chapter, and they along with the school would do the paperwork in order to clear the documents and pick them up and deliver them to the school. So that has been a critical part of it. And um, the membership body, the Friends of Port Maria group, Port Maria chapter. Um, those members, most of them have been around from the beginning as well. So we participated in a walkathon, for example, one year. And so that brought in a number of community persons. And um, those are some of our partners along the way. We probably also had partnership in um, locally here in New York City. I remember we partner with um, like restaurants 
to provide us um, with our fundraising um, dinner dances. <laughs> They've been very important to us. So those um, type of partnerships we have uh, maintained as well. And certainly some of our funders over the years have, um, you know, helped us along with donations. That has been critical for us as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I note that, you know, uh, you have, you have, your organization has been very instrumental in, in critical areas of the, the, the school community as it relates to, should I say, for one of a better word, security, where, you know, uh, uh, the, the school wall project uh, has been uh, front and center in, in what you have done over the last couple of years. Share, share that part of the, your mission with us, please. The perimeter wall, um, when we started the organization, there was clearly a need for a fence around the school environment. Um, and when we talked with the school to ask, what would be your number one need? And they were the ones who said, this is what we want. You know, we had too many animals coming through the space on the weekend. And so when the children come in Monday morning, space is not um, ready for the, the, the students. And um, so we talked about it and it was a process that took a few years for us to raise funds. So the perimeter wall, we made it concrete. And right next to the primary school is also the infant. So you have Portmore Infant School. The principal, it so happened, had um, some funds that she had raised, but she was attending the university and they would give um, her additional credits depending on how much funds she was able to bring in. So when we approached her and said, you know, we would like to just make one uh, wall around, she was just ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic and, and um, put her funds in the coffers and we use local contractors um, for that wall. And over time now, the school went on to raise additional funds to put a gate. Before you had no gate, anybody could drive in, et cetera. Now they have a gate, they can control their spaces, so. I, I am very aware, of course, that um, schools like uh, Port Maria, let's say, um, would always, uh, you know, be, be challenged with adequate and proper running water kind of thing. You guys stepped in and, and assisted in that area as well, too. That was our first project, right, Ms. Fairweather? <laughs> mm. Yeah, we had to, um, because the first need that we asked was uh, we needed um, water for the school. And all of us were um, could identify with that because that's something yeah. we know is very important. So yes. the first thing we did was to get some water tanks, there were the water tanks. For the school and that that really went a long way so um i think to this day that was uh the most critical thing getting water into the school what i what i find interesting just going through is that a big part of what you do as an association as an alumni group is is health and well-being health and wellness um and and i want to think that maybe because the membership is so focused on, on, on healthcare 
and that it, it, it becomes second nature to transfer and, and, and parlay that into the association. Share that with my audience, please. I became a, a member of the um, Friends of Port Mar in 2016. Um, I used to attend the fundraising a couple of years, you know, buy tickets and really awesome work they're doing. But I, I was not really, like, active, you know. And then one day I shared with Lorna about my, my, uh, my passion to help, you know, health-wise. To Jamaica, my mom wanted me to come to her church all the time to do some screening and health fair. And mm-hmm. I shared with Lana and she shared with the group and they decided they would like to to, to create a health committee. So mm-hmm. we, we have a health committee team and we worked together and started uh, putting together ideas. And we came up with the first mission in 2016 and um, we went to uh, 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 three churches at that time. We went to the Mason Hall, the Galena Church of Christ, and the Emmanuel Baptist Church, oh. Port Maria, Galena in Galena, and the Mason Hall and Mason Hall up the hills. And we did our very first, first health fair screening because we didn't have like a medical doctor, you know, so we couldn't do a lot. <laughs> but we could do, yes, yes, because it's limited. That yes. brings us back to what's happening in Jamaica now. There's no autonomy with a nurse practitioner. Yeah. So I myself, I'm a nurse practitioner. You know, although I have a doctor degree, that's a doctor degree in nurse practice. But in Jamaica, nurse practitioner does not have autonomy. So I am limited as to what, you know, I can do. But my heart's desire and my passion even today is to give volunteer my time and service in, you know, giving more. But as much as we could as a group, we do, we, when we do go, we went three times. We went to the um, these two churches, three churches. I think the third time we added another church in uh, Preston Hill. Am I right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Roman Catholic Church. That's the third one. We when we went, we we had it that church. And what we do, what we did, Aubrey, we do the blood pressure screening screenings. We do the blood sugar, diabetes check for diabetes. Yeah. Uh, we we could weigh check a person's height and weight, mm-hmm. and we could tell them if you know they're overweight and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yes, and we we also did like present them with medic with um educational um brochures about blood pressure diabetes about nutrition healthy eating prostate cancer screening we we even did that for the men that was a special project under each visit we would give them a a, 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 a questionnaire with certain questions you would ask and based upon the answers to this question, we will know if they would need further evaluation for prostate cancer prevention screening. So that was some of the things that we did. In addition, we would bring over-the-counter medications. Because, you know, we're limited to giving um, real prescription medications. And I can tell you, they do ask for it. They ask for it. And I felt so helpless that I couldn't give it to them. But we gave Tylenols, vitamins, um, we gave aspirins, 
uh, anything over the counter, we were able to give to them, you know, medication wise. In addition, we also gave um, personal items. We also give um, food. We have food during that process. We have bags of food, and we'll give that to the to the attend to the participants. It, it is easy to see that 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 you know, you guys, you, your 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 heart is into it because it is where you grew up, where you you got your first um um, um start, your educational mm -hmm. start. So it is easy to see just how much you are into it and and, and it's it's encouraging it is it is heartening and and so um let, let me know ron as we as we close this session ladies tell me 25 years gone another 25 years beckon what's in store for the friends of port maria new york chapter here and in the and, and overseas i i think if we look uh collectively one of the critical thing in any organization um, is sustainability. And so um, we are very cognizant of that and we are looking and trying to recruit um, younger folks into the organization. We have to be real about that. That's a critical um, next step for us. And within the technology age, um, God has been good. And so he's brought in some fantastic young people and hope they, you know, keep and walk the walk. <laughs> yes, yes. We um, collectively, we have, as we come out of, hopefully come out of COVID process, we will regroup again, uh, look at resources, reassess, but the ongoing challenge with our schools are the, the, um, the lack of technology equipment. Um, laptops, tablets, <clears throat> um, boards, um, et cetera. That mm -hmm. is, you know, I mean, I hear the Minister of Education talking about the seamless education process <laughs> on the ground. It no go so. <laughs> Absolutely not so. And so um, when you talk with the teachers across the board, those um, areas of shortness are, are items that gives us a sense as an organization where the need will um, project us. And so we'll continue assisting with the technology area. I yes, say yes, quickly. Yes, yes, can I say quickly? Needs, yes. needs. You said needs. I, I, when we came, we gave donated to the Port Murray Hospital blood pressure machines, uh, blood sugar machines, nebulizer machines, and also to the infirmary. So when I spoke to the matron recently, I went to Jamaica. She asked us for some more nebulizer machines. So we want to focus on that also to to get them to her. And we like to do a, a, a larger uh, fair, like in the primary, we had that mm -hmm. planned and then the COVID came and we could not have done it, but we want to do something in a larger space. Yes. Yes, a community fair. Yes, that, indeed, a community fair somewhere around Emancipation Day. Right, okay. It is, we, yeah. we, we, we have a, uh spent some time and we, we 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 listened well we 
hear uh, uh, the, the passion uh, in, in, in what you all do. And I, I want to use this platform to commend you and to ask you to continue doing what you do. Um, you know, um, the mission that you are on is a broad and ambitious one to assist in the overall development of Port Maria and its surroundings, as well as to improve the quality of life of the people. And so hats off to you and what you do and continue to do well. The diaspora uh, appreciates all that you do. Yes. And thank you, Mr. Campbell, you. for the things you have been doing. I've known you for as long as I've known you, Jeff. And so thanks for the work that you do in highlighting the work that we do. Thank you so much. Humble and honored, my love. Thank you so much. Thank you so mm. much. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The program yes. impacting Jamaica, boosting a nation. My guests this afternoon on this occasion, members of the Port Maria, Friends of Port Maria uh, Association, New York chapter, uh, Aubrey Campbell, wishing you good listening. Thank you. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, as well as Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.